Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for coming into the coming into the new year with us. That's a weird thing to oh, say. Coming stinky. into the new year with us. Coming into the new year with us. We always act like we're recording live. We're like, oh shit, gotta, gotta be on top of things. Um, we are always on. We're always on top of things. Oh my god! Just Unless you're a bottom. All... <laughs> <laughs> we're recording in this nook upstairs, and it's like we're very close to the ceiling, so you'll probably hear lots of us like hitting into things. So yeah, so don't forget if you are in a place where you can watch. You can pull up the video and yes. see us. We're actually recording together. In, to, yeah, in the same place. So I feel like the vibes are right. We're going to be bouncing some like great um, chaotic energy off each other. Yeah. And I can't wait for y'all to come along. With the amount of right. time that we record separately, you would think that we live in like different cities. Like different no, parts of the world. We don't. We live in the same city. Life is just a lot. It's a lot, and you live downtown, mm-hmm. and, and honestly, and I live south. I work downtown, so if I'm not already, if I'm not already downtown, I'm like the last thing I want to do is go back exactly. to being downtown. I understand, and I work from home, so I have no excuse to not travel. <laughs> but, you know, well, I don't want you over because that means I have to clean my apartment. Yes. So the struggle, <laughs> the struggle. Yes. Um, how are you? How was your um, Christmas and New Year celebrations? Christmas and New Year were great. I got to spend both of those with family. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. Mm, indeed. Wow. Indubitably. Mm. Um, yeah, it was good. With this white claw can. It was good. Oh, yeah. Um, we are drinking some white claw today. I picked up the, the surf um, pack. Um, this is our first time trying it. It basically is like a fusion of flavors, which I'm totally into. Mm. Ain't no laws when you're drinking. Ain't no the laws claws. when you're drinking claws. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, my holidays were great. Um, some of my top gifts, I I put some like big ticket items on my Christmas list this year. So one of them is an Apple Watch. Yes, I'm like yes. caught up with the rest of the world. <laughs> um, and at, speaking of being caught up with the instant, uh, the rest of the world. No, my Apple Watch tried to talk to me. Oh, they heard us give it a shout out. Um, I also got an instant pot, which I know I'm like 10 years behind well, on I this. I actually don't have trend. one of those, so. Uh, highly recommend. I cooked a pot roast, Ooh. and we also made, um, Mason made uh, like pork pulled pork sliders. Pork pulled? Pork pork sliders. Mm. It was so good. So I owned those. And then um, probably tied, tied with my Apple Watch as far as like my favorite gift I got is an espresso machine. <gasps> Oh my god, I want one so bad. I think I'm gonna open up my own coffee shop because I'm like <laughs> over there, like putting like an extra shot of espresso in my coffee, and then I have a milk frother too. So oh. I'm like frothing my own milk. It's so great. I need that. Way better. It's actually cheaper than going and getting a coffee every day because the pods are only a dollar each. So it's basically a dollar for a cup of coffee versus going to Starbucks. You're paying like three to five bucks for wow at all. So amazing. Yeah, I definitely need one. What about you? What about you? How was your we holidays? Didn't, my holidays were great. We didn't do gifts this year. We decided instead mm. to do experience. So we went I to, like that. Yeah, we went to New York as a family, my parents and I. And we, like, had a really nice trip where we had a lot of nice meals and, like, saw some shows mm. and, like, got to, like, shop around and stuff. I love and it. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. I, um, six days with your family is quite a long time. But especially when your dad is, like... Spoiler alert, my dad is the Santa Claus that you saw in last episode. What? Oh, shit. I just just gave away his identity. (gasps) Creepy. Okay, I have to say something about your dad. Mm -hmm. Because I don't understand how it's physically possible 
to look like you're 60 years old one day and then look like you're 30 years old the next day. Yeah. He literally, like, that beard adds, like, 30 years on It's insane. And I need a skincare routine because (laughs) he has, like, no wrinkles. It's pretty impressive. He's got some. He's just good at angles and lighting. Mm, I need him to teach teach me his ways. He knows the ways. He's, like, basically a millennial and a Gen X body, Mm. so... (laughs) <laughs> he knows all the secrets, mm. but Very yeah, impressive. it was a good time. And then New Year's happened and now it's January. So we're here. But you know what? I saw an article. I don't want to jinx it. So I'm going to knock on wood, but I saw an article that 2023 is the year for Tauruses. So oh. if you're like me and you're also a Taurus. Good for you. We <laughs> Sucks for everyone else, but um, I'm going to just try to keep that mentality going into this new year. Oh my god. I'm not used to like sitting next to you when we talk, so I'm like, how is your how is your holiday? I know I feel like I'm talking to you through the screen and yeah. not like you're sitting right next to me. But speaking of keeping the vibes going, oh, shit, yeah. I brought you your own bottle of Deep <gasps> Eddy because oh, I have a lot. We love Deep Eddy. Shout out I love lime. Uh, to them again. I love lime. I love lime. Lime is my favorite and it goes with everything. Do and lime. yeah, we can crack it open. Ooh, this hat. I'm going to take, take a off. shot. My shot, my little um, shot glass says tiny cup. So cute. Go Puff. Go Puff. Go Puff was my lifesaver when I lived in Chicago. Oh. Because it was like yeah. pre like all of the like delivery services really getting big. Mm-hmm. And it was the one that just delivered like small items to you. Don't they do like, you can do like essentials, like toilet paper, mm-hmm. paper towels. It was really great for when it was, you know, negative 10 degrees and you didn't want to go outside. Yeah. And instead you had someone else do it for you. That's so, great. So yeah. shout out to GoPuff. Oh, they have no idea who we are, but yeah. cheers. Cheers. Uh, clink. Ooh. That's good. Mm. Tingly. It is very tingly. Mm. But it is good. So um part of moving into the new year, we are gonna talk about in a little bit we'll talk about Megan, which was the movie that we saw first this year. It's the first movie I've watched, I think, in twenty twenty. Really? No, you saw the menu. Oh, that's right. I saw the menu. I did watch that. So this is the first movie I saw in... No, that's not true either. I saw Avatar. Oh, yeah. It was just so long you blacked out. I know. That movie was truly... It took so much of my life away from me. Um, But we wanted to do like a, you know, like 2022 little wrapped thing. Oh, yes. Uh, Mainly just wanted to talk about like what i the only thing i wrote down was like what is my what was my favorite movie of the year yeah let's talk what about what your least top favorite movie? yeah let's talk about it um best i kind of had a three-way tie okay and i can't it just depends on what mood i'm in like terrifier 2 is up there um mm. nope was up there and barbarian was up there for me mm. yes it's kind of like agree. my three-way tie just depending on the mood i'm in okay what about you mm. honestly Barbarian is up there. It, 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 Barbarian, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh my God. Yes. I didn't even, I was going to say that that's actually my favorite movie of the year. It's just not so horror. Good. So it wasn't like. Oh, sorry. That, that's for our other podcast. Oh, our other podcast where we talk about <laughs> other movies. Horror specifically. I, I really do think Barbarian is like what left the most, uh, the biggest impression on. And, oh my God. Impression. Impression on me. Um, Terrifier 2 was just fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I don't know if it's on my top, but it was fun. 
It was just like a, the best time I had. I feel like in the theaters. No, we didn't even watch it in the theaters at home. <laughs> we don't know. We well, don't know, I don't know what's going on we're... anymore. <laughs> We've slept. We slept since then. Um, I really enjoyed Smile though. Like, was it the that best horror movie of all time? No, but, but did I have several panic attacks within <laughs> the time we were in the theater? Yes. Yes. And it made me feel. Like, and I saw this meme the other day where. No, maybe it was a TikTok and I sent it to you, but it was like, my therapist told me that the reason I liked watching horror movies is because I can focus on my like stress and trauma in a controlled environment. Oh no. And I'm like, okay, no, we're not going to like say that that's true, but I'm not saying that it's not true. Um, but I feel like smile just kind of like made me. Or my anxious ass is so feeling red right now. I know. I never thought of it that way though. But very true. I really liked that. Um, you know, when I was going to therapy, I need to go back, but when I was going to therapy, my th- I said the same thing to my therapist, but like differently. This feels, that feels more like shots fired. But what mm. I said to her was like, horror movies, like the things are going so badly that like, I tell myself like, at least that's not me. You yeah. Know? Like whatever's yeah. happening on screen. So like, life never seems that bad comparatively. So that's true. why it's like comforting to me to watch horror. Yeah. Whatever uh, helps you not sleep at night. Right, exactly. Um, I also really enjoyed Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I still haven't seen that. It's so fun. I really liked that mm-hmm. one. And then there was something else I feel like. Oh, Gojam Asylum. I yes, feel like that, that was, was like early on in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I completely forgot about that one. I really, I really liked it. Again, it was it the best horror movie of all time? No. No, but did I have a great time experiencing it? Yes. Yes. Those are going to be my my tops. And to to circle back to her off topic one, everything everywhere all at once. Like if you haven't seen that movie, like go see it. Find it. Yes. It's streaming now. I'm sure, but like it's, I think it's the best movie I've seen in, in years. Years. It really. It's, so it's just so different. You really can't compare it to anything else. It's so mm. creative. It's funny. It's witty. It's it, literally everything. Like it's every genre. It's everything everywhere. All at once. Truly. <laughs> and like Michelle Yeoh in that movie is like so iconic. Yeah. And I think the daughter and, and like the dad, obviously he's great. This is comeback movie, but like the daughter is one of those actors that I think we'll see in yeah, a lot more things good. coming up. So yeah, yeah. I love that. Loved it. Um, I want to see it again. I feel like if, I feel like you can watch it over and over and over again and like notice something new every time just cause there's so much yeah. in there. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I showed it to my parents uh-huh. the one time I was like, upset because they watched and they were like that was good and i was like that's the thing that's it that's the thing i i've learned now just recently that if you hype something up they someone else's reaction is just gonna let you down so last night after we went to go see megan i came home and mason was like how's the movie i i didn't say anything other than it was really good yeah because i don't want I need to stop doing that because like, be Ruby's boyfriend Massey, like he is one of those people who like I hyped up Barbarian for him and then yeah. he hated it. And mm. I was like, I guess it's not for everyone. He's like, he told me last night, I told him that this was like Megan was a horror comedy because it was. Yeah. Um, he was like, I'm so tired of those. Like everything right now is a horror comedy. And I'm like, when you think about it, that is true. Cause like the menu was, uh, that Barbarian. is Terrifier 2 is still a horror comedy, even though it's fucked up. Uh, Barbarian was a horror comedy. Like everything is right, but but I I honestly appreciate that because we went pretty much up until this point with having the majority of the horror movies coming out that were that tried to be so serious, so serious. and we tried to like 
and Ryan, we've talked about this on the podcast before that horror is just so subjective because mm-hmm. like what's scary to me is not necessarily scary to you. Right. And I think if you just lean into how ridiculous sometimes horror movies can be, I think everybody will just have a better time. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's such a feat too to like be able to make someone like anyone simultaneously like scared in a movie and then also laugh. Cause I feel like those are the two hardest like emotions to evoke from someone. Yeah. So like having a really successful horror comedy is like pretty amazing. Yeah. Not saying that all of those were, but like, barbarian to me was like i laughed in the theaters and i was scared shitless yeah so so yeah like i think that's just a huge feat to pull off so absolutely um what have you been watching since we last oh i'm you know it's been a hot minute so my list is kind of lengthy i won't talk about everything yeah go ahead um in length but just rambling wait sorry did we say i didn't mean to cut you off did we say uh what our worst movie of 2022 was because i have one Okay, you go, go first. Um, mine was the movie that you, I don't I don't think you've seen because I told you it costs money and it's not worth it. Okay. Um, it's called He's Watching. Oh. <laughs> don't fucking I'm watch actually it. really embarrassed that you even purchased it to begin with. But. Yeah, please be embarrassed for me. It was um, a <laughs> choice to purchase that movie. And a bad sure. choice. A very bad choice. Um, okay, that's all I wanted to say about hmm. that. But do you have a worst? I'm trying to think if I have a worst... Other ones I had on here earlier were... Yeah, list them um, all, because I might agree with oh, them. fuck. What did I have? I had um, Choose or Die. Did you see that? No. I had Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, I didn't see that either, because I heard it was bad. The thing is, is I kind of let everyone else, like, tell me if it's good or not, and if it's bad, I'm like, eh, I'm not going to waste watch that. What was the other one? I cannot remember. Okay, you know what? This isn't necessarily the worst movie I saw, but this is one that I was probably the most disappointed in, is I watched Dashcam. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? Is that the one with uh, the guy from Stranger Things? No. Hmm. No. It's like this this woman. She she like drives around and like like freestyle raps oh. and like makes fun of people. Anyway, it's not the actress's fault. The character it's the character that she played was just the most obnoxious character. <laughs> I think I've ever seen in a movie. So like physically, I could not. I could not enjoy it because I all I, I wanted her to die the whole time. I was like, oh, is she finally going to die? Nope. Okay. And then we drug it out. Anyway, dash cam, not a terrible movie, but I was the most like annoyed watching that movie. The other movie, sorry, I'm like always looking at my double chins in the camera. If anyone wants to come and cut those off for me for free, please You know do. what I did? I did the, uh, what did I tell you? It was? Kybella. Kybella. Yeah, I need to just save up like my, the, I need to give my firstborn child as a sacrifice to <laughs> afford Kybella. It but really is expensive. Every time I go to Mustache, I'm like, oh, there are their chins. That's why I never shave. Um, oh, I thought of the other movie was, was Christmas Bloody Christmas. I feel like that oh, yeah. definitely yeah, is up there as worst bad. movies of 2022. So. Oh, it was pretty Now bad. you know. Um, the more you know. Yeah, so back to what we were watching. I'll let you go first because um, I rudely interrupted you. Some of the things I put down on my list when we were on the cruise a few weeks ago, we watched Fall. Um, and you know what? I saw a post the other day about fall. Is that the one with the tower? Yes. Okay. I saw so many comments saying it was so good. It was so great. Oh my God. And I watched it. I was like, what movie did y'all watch? Cause it was just apps. Okay. Maybe. The, okay. I changed my answer. Fall is the worst movie of 2022 <laughs> because it, the, the fact that this, this, um, 
tower, this, um, it was a telephone tower and they're like climbers, right? She had like this, I, I won't spoil too much of it. She had this really traumatic experience from a previous climbing incident or accident. And so her friend was like, let's get you out of your shell and we'll climb this other tower. I'm not kidding. It was like past the clouds. And I'm like, where, where in the world is, is there a telephone tower that a radio tower, whatever that tall, I looked it up. I think the tallest one's in like Kansas or something. And it's like, thousands of feet tall but this was like absolutely ridiculous they like doubled it in the movie it was so ridiculous and um like the logic of the characters like the writers gave them no logic it's like it's like people think that horror movies should just automatically include women that are just so fucking stupid like so always. dumb. Like, why do female especially characters... the women? I don't understand. Yes, exactly. Why do female characters always have like zero brain cells? I don't understand. Anyway, Which, it was. If you just... saw that experiment recently about the the boys and the girls who were put alone in the house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids, yeah. Proved that women, even <laughs> from childhood, like know how to function. They're cooking. They're cleaning. There's like organization. There's a they're whole tiring. society created exactly. basically, and men are just like bumbling around boom, 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 like boom. literally like shitting all over the place and like not cooking just eating like candy i am man literally it showed the like caveman mentality that the whole like damsel in distress who doesn't know what to do like yes. makes no fucking sense yes anyway it truly doesn't it was infuriating it took me three days to get through it but the reason <laughs> why i even like pushed through it is because i needed some sort of I needed something like I wanted it to like be fulfilling in some way, shape or form. And, um, for me, it was not, um, a couple other things on my list. I watched dead stream. It was pretty boring. It's another one of those like campy, like making fun of, um, like YouTube creators that like go into haunted places, like kind of like, um, what is it called? Oh, like grave encounters. Um, don't pick up the phone. I know this isn't a movie, but it's that documentary on Netflix. Don't pick up the phone. Um, it, it's so ridiculous. It's one of those documentaries where have you, did you ever see it abducted in plain sight? I didn't, but I, I, maybe, okay. I, maybe I did actually. They made recently, I think it's on Peacock. They made uh, a, a mini series. Um, called Friend of the Family. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, you see the okay. documentary that it was based off yes. of. Yes. If you haven't seen Where it. Where I literally, like, threw something at my TV because it was like, these people are the yes. stupidest fucking yes. people Yes, yes, okay. Ever. So you have seen it. If you, haven't, if you haven't seen it and you're listening... I, like, had blacked out that memory because it made me so mad. And, and, and it's one of those where it is just so far-fetched that you're like, this is no way this is real. But yeah. it is real. Like, you cannot make this shit up. Right. Um, so Don't Pick Up the Phone is very similar. It has to do with the prank caller, and that's all I'll say. So Don't mm -hmm. Pick Up the Phone is on Netflix. So You recommend that? I do recommend it. Okay, cool. It's good. It's good. It's a quick watch. I think there's only, like, two or three episodes. Um, but it's just so ridiculous. And when you're watching it, you're like, how did these people is get this, away with that? Like, Is this, just... like, the McDonald's thing? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've, I've listened to a podcast about this mm -hmm. before. It's, it's so wild. It's so, it's great. Um, okay. I survived a crime. This is another like true crime thing on Netflix. And I just put it on late one night. Cause I was like, ah, I'm just gonna like fall asleep to it. It's just one of those, like something you put on as a background. Mm -hmm. It actually is really, really entertaining. It's, it is, and I like it because my attention span is very, very short. And it's one of those, like it spends like maybe five minutes on each little thing and it has uh, surveillance. It's basically, they're compiling a bunch of like true crime caught on surveillance cameras, mm. cameras. So like either robberies or like attempted murders or assaults or whatever. And mm. then sometimes they like bring in people that were actually involved to mm. like interview them. And it's like a really quick watch. Each episode is like 20 minutes, but it's just cool to like, 
I think it's entertaining to see like the surveillance footage. It's kind of exciting and thrilling. Um, the Innocents. Oh yes, I saw the trailer for it. I've still not. Watched I saw it. yes. It's I know on, like we, every list ever. It's it's a slow burn, a very slow burn. I don't even remember. I think it's um filmed in the Netherlands, maybe oh. somewhere in Europe. Um, something European. Yeah, something European. Um, it's really good. It's kind of like a supernatural thriller. Mm. Really good. I would give that like what did I say like an eight out of ten. Mm, wow, it's really good. I I really enjoyed it. And then, of course, I'll, we can talk about this jointly, but the menu. Yes. That's on my list of okay. things I've watched recently. Do you want to talk about it now? Yeah. I I had a good time watching it. It was enjoyable. I feel like, and I've had a hard time like pinpointing my feelings on it, because um, I like a horror comedy, and I like a horror movie that takes itself seriously, mm-hmm. but I feel like this movie tried to do both. Yeah. Like, it was too middle of the road yeah where like the comedy didn't pay off and the serious didn't pay off right and there were too many things where i was like why is this happening like like all these rich people like there were a million opportunities for them to escape oh yeah and they just kept sitting there and like none of these waiters (laughs) had weapons at all and like i feel like we were supposed to believe that one these rich people are so rich they like never do anything for themselves so they're not gonna try and two like the chef says at some point, like, you would have tried harder to to get out if you, like, really wanted to. And I was like, why are we introducing this plot point of them wanting to die? Like, I don't understand. It was so weird. And I think you hit the nail on the head the other day when we were talking very briefly about it. Because we knew we wanted to, to discuss it here. But you said it couldn't decide if it was comedy or horror. Like, it leaned to... It, it didn't lean more one way than the other. It w- like you said, it was just right very middle, middle of the road. So as an audience, it was really hard to like decipher like what it was. Yeah. And also, I do think part of it is probably because we spent so much time hyping it up and like getting excited excited yeah. about it. And for me, I was like, I had, I think I went. I always say this. I went into it expecting to, or anyway. I'm trying to lower my expectations this year, like truly. Yeah, because... I think we just spent. We had so much time to anticipate it. Yeah. And I, and I watched it so late. Yeah, and well, and also, I I think for me, what I what would have made it better for me is if they had more individual deaths. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like they didn't. There were all these opportunities for like creative like deaths throughout, but I guess the chef wanted like everyone to experience the whole thing. Yeah, which I was kind of like meh. And there were just some things that I just, it just didn't make sense to me. Like, okay, I'll obviously skip ahead about 10 minutes if you haven't seen it. Okay, great. If you're still here, I'm going to assume you've seen it. or 10 you don't minutes. <laughs> well, we like to ramble here. That's true, we do. <laughs> um, but I, like, I, and I said this to you, I think I said this to you, I think I was talking to you, but like the one part in the movie where he was like, all the men run. Yeah. You have 45 seconds. And to me, I was like, okay, like something, someone's going to die. Like Someone they're going to kill. Someone should have died at that point. I was, and, Cause I was like, oh yeah, like go, go. And I was like cheering for them. And then they, whenever they were all caught, they just brought them all back and then continued on with the meal or the menu. And I or was at like, least, like, he stabbed himself and was like, why didn't everyone else get stabbed too? Like they should have been injured or something. But they weren't. Something. It Nothing just happened. Was, it just was like a cat playing with its food, but like it never really. 
I will say there were things about it that I really enjoyed. Like, I loved all of the performances. Anya Taylor-Joy can do no wrong in my eyes. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Ray Fiennes, like, he's fantastic. He was a great lead character. I just didn't really understand the motivation behind it. I, controversial opinion, like, my roommate's boyfriend and, um, I guess, Ruby, too, didn't really love the whole cheeseburger scene. But I really loved that. Because I liked how it played into, like, the chef's psychosis, where he was like, everything has to be just so. Yeah. And, like, when that happened, he was like, well, the only, like, logical next step for getting, like, fast food is to, like, let them take it to go. So that that allowed her to escape. I loved that. I actually didn't mind that part either. But I think, like, the main thing that I, the main, like, question I had the whole time is, like, at what point in his life does he become Voldemort? Well, after he set himself on fire. That was the other thing. The second that he set himself on fire, there was, like, a good, like, ten seconds where all those people who were not tied up, by the way, could have run out of oh, that yeah. building and made it out just fine. But it seemed like they were, like, accepting it. They were just like, yeah, we're gonna die. They were even, like, saying, like, we love you, chef. Like, you could see them mouthing along with it, too. And I was like, when did we get to this point where they were, like, on board with dying with everyone? Like, I don't understand. No one ever seemed really upset that they were about to die at any point in time they were almost like relieved in a way my favorite line i have to say though was when he said when uh john lugazamo's character was like why are you killing her to his assistant oh uh uh-huh and he was like where did you go to school and she was like brown and he was like student loans and she goes no and he's like you're dying yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that made me laugh so hard that was great and i loved all the food content like i'm a big master chef fan i love watching people cook and, like, that part was really exciting to me. Yeah. I think it started off really strong. Like, it, you know, like, when you watch cooking shows, it, it like, it had, like, the same format where it had, like, the t- the plate spinning and it had, like, all the ingredients and the name of it. And, like, it I just it wanted to either lean into the ridiculous. I think this movie needed to lean into the ridiculous more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and needed to be gorier and have more stuff. Yeah. I wanted more gore. Honestly, Anytime there was gore, I was like, yes, finally we're getting there. And then it like, I will say that, back. that scene where the one chef, the sous chef oh, killed himself was fucked up. And mess. I was like, that's when that happened. I was like, okay, here we go. Like this movie is going like somewhere now. Yeah, and then it like reeled it back. And then it stops. And I was like, nah. yeah, that was the whole thing. Mm. Like it was, I still had a good time watching it. I just expected so much more. From uh, yeah. That. I think the expectations just were totally different than what it ended up actually being. And I, yeah. I, I almost wish I love, okay, this might be, this is definitely an unpopular opinion. I love trailers, but sometimes I wish that they wouldn't come out so far in advance because... Or at least I wish they would be much more simplified where we don't really see any of the plot. Yeah. We just get like maybe five seconds of like what actually happens and then everything else is just like reaction shots or something. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like there's, I feel like we need to stop going beyond the teaser trailer you know yeah as much as i love watching trailers like the teaser trailer doesn't give you anything it just gives you like that thing to look forward to Mm -hmm. and then beyond that it's like well now i've seen half the movie like i feel like the the menu i've seen the whole movie by watching the trailer i know exactly what's going to happen and it follows exactly how i thought it would well and that's kind of how i feel about the new evil dead trailer hmm 
Because I feel like they show so many, like, action scenes. That's why I'm hopeful that there's going to be more to it. Well, that's why I'm hope. That's why I'm thinking there's not because mm. when you're actually in the moment and you're watching the movie and you see all of those like creepy things that you've seen in the trailer, it doesn't have the same effect on you yeah. when you're watching the movie versus if you just have little like snippets of like reaction shots from like the characters or just like you know just like the baseline, right? You don't like give away everything. They did give us and a then lot. when you're in the movie and like that anxiety and that stress and that fear is like building while you're watching it and you get to like that climax part of the movie and then you see like the woman crawling on the wall or whatever it is i feel like it's much more impactful and much more horrifying as an audience than you're like oh i saw that in the trailer yeah i think that my hope is that because the whole premise like when i read the plot was like it's basically evil dead like in the city so my mm-hmm. hope is mm-hmm. that it'll go beyond that apartment and up beyond those people and that it'll be like a whole like demon takeover of like a major city demon town demon town and that's what i'm hoping they're holding back is like mm-hmm. they're not going to show that like there's like a whole demon thing that happens in New York, whatever fucking city that is. It doesn't. It really looks like you. New York, but... but um, what I have been watching to switch gears b- beyond the menu, I watched Violent Night with David. Did you Harper. like it? Was it good? I loved it. Okay, okay. I had I a great it. time. It was exactly what you expected it to be. Okay. It was like an action Santa movie, and it was like very self-aware. It was like this is what we're giving you. Here you go, and like. Okay. It was the exact amount of gore that I wanted from it, though. Like, what, actually, more than I expected. There was a ton of gore in it. Um, I feel it like was, you have to with the title Violent Night. It was the exact amount of camp. I, okay. like, had a wonderful time watching it. Okay. And I watched it with my parents. My dad is very, like, you know, he's Santa, so he's very particular about, like, Santa movies. And he loved it. He was, like, crying laughing at some scenes. Like, there was really good content in <laughs> okay, it. Okay, I'm excited And, to like, I love anything that David Harbour does. I also watched Avatar, which... I don't really have strong feelings about. I will say, like, good job, James Cameron, as with the first one. Like, I think you're creating a cinematic masterpiece. Like, applause for you. Yay. But, like, do we really need to keep making these? Like, that's how I feel. That's my only feeling is, like, there's nothing that's been compelling enough for me beyond the visuals like, the story is, like, seems like an afterthought both times. Mm. And, like, some people, I'm sure, will love the story. I felt like it was the same story as the first one, plus water. That's it. <laughs> Just add water. That's all there was. And, again, beautiful, like, sto- like cinematic stuff. Like, they, add, they created all these, like, aquatic creatures that were beautiful and, like, I felt myself, like, loving the visuals. But, like, yeah. the story just didn't go anywhere for me. And, mm. like, it basically ended exactly how I felt like the first one did. And like, it was setting itself up for a third one. And I heard that James Cameron is planning to make three more. So we're going to have fucking okay, we'll five be, Avatar movies. We'll be dead by the time. All of if they're going to come out. out in the same time frame, Yeah, we will all be. James Cameron's <laughs> going to die before the next one comes out. Probably. He's like up there. So yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. Well, how many years have been in between the, so they, they, pretty, they pretty much made it the exact amount of time. So it was like 10, I think it was 14 years or something since that's the first ins- one. That's maybe less, maybe more. I don't know. That's too much. But they're like, I liked that part where it was like all this time had passed, but everything that happened after that, I was like, meh, meh, meh. Um, okay, also, Kate Winslet plays a shaman. And I was like, this is offensive. Like, I know they're aliens, but like, they're based off of like an indigenous tribe. Yeah. And like, definitely having a, 
white woman like do all of the like shaman like rituals and like stuff felt very like whitewashed inappropriate to me (laughs) i don't know i at least i'm glad that they cast um oh shit i don't remember his name um the guy who played her husband was he's a a maori uh person he's from like new zealand you know like not maori is the tribe that's originally indigenous to that area so they cast one indigenous person at least um, yeah, which was Kate, good too. Kate Winslet was an interesting choice. I do like her as an actress, but Same. I I don't know why I never like I didn't realize that she was in that movie until like a week or two ago. And there was never a moment in the movie where I was like, wow, I understand why you cast her. It was like she did a good job, but like it wasn't. She can hold her breath underwater for a very long time. Apparently, she holds the record in this movie. She does. I think it's like eight minutes or something. It's wild, crazy. She did a, a long ass time, but um. So I watched that, and then the TV show I've really been watching. This is my favorite thing that I've been watching in a while is called Alice in Borderland. I need to um, add that to my list. I'm it started, it. I think the new season just came out, but the the first season started in like 2020, I want to say 2020, 2020? Mm-hmm. I don't know. One of those years. Um, it came out before Squid Game, which is what I know. Um, it's very reminiscent of Squid Game, except it's set in Japan. Um, and it's not like games that you go to because you're poor this one has like this is squid game plus like sci-fi so like all of these people like suddenly like they go they see some fireworks in the sky and suddenly they're transported into a version of the world where like everyone is gone except for the people playing the games that's scary and like it's i would say it border it's borderline horror it's not horror it's like more thriller action but like the games are significantly more fucked up than in Squid Game. Like, they're... And they're sometimes simplistic. Like, there was a game of tag. And basically, the game of tag is, like... Just don't get tagged? If you get tagged... Well, the... The, <laughs> the person who is it has an assault rifle. And oh, tagging shit. you is killing you. Oh, shit. So, like, it's okay. stuff like that where it's, like, very obviously brutal yeah. the whole time. How many seasons are there? There are only two. Okay. And I'm almost done with season two, and I'm loving it. There are things about it that I think are a lot better than Squid Game, um, just in, like, world building and, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I have two seasons with it. I'm just, like, more invested. Um, But there are also things that I think Squid Game did better. Like, this show is, like, the creators really love a monologue or just, like, a long, drawn-out, like, dramatic speech um, where there's times I'm like, just finish the game. Like, like you, you're on a timer and you're like giving a five minute speech right now. What the fuck? Um, but it's like the dramatic speech always pays off and they always like figure it out or whatever. But that's the only thing that I don't love is like, sometimes they, they do too much talking. Yeah. Um, that's what people say about our podcast. <laughs> Those are our haters. That's what they say. I know it's a podcast, but they talk too much. <laughs> right. Um, we're almost done with the pre the the pre Megan version of our podcast. But what are you looking forward to in twenty twenty three? Okay, I'm definitely looking forward to the new Evil Dead, Evil yes, Dead Rise. Um, I'm looking forward to the new Exorcist movie. Yeah, I'm like cautiously optimistic for that. Yeah, I see you like a TikTok the other day, and it was like a list of all the things that are coming out. There's uh, yeah, did, I, did I make up the Strangers three or something? Was coming out. <gasps> what? No, I, I didn't see that. I may have totally. I may be making this up. There are right a now. lot of sequels and reboots coming out in this year. A so. lot of sequels, a lot of reboots, but I'm like cautiously optimistic for them. Those are definitely the top two that come to mind. But I know that there's like a whole list that I sent you that. 
I was like, I didn't even know they were making this. I was going to say, if, if Megan was any indication for, like, how things are going to go in the horror genre this year, I'm, like, very excited. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for Renfield, which was that trailer with Nicholas Holt, who's in every movie ever right now. And Nicolas Cage is in it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The vampire movie. Oh, yeah. And Infinity Pool. Yes, Infinity Pool with um, Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård. Yep. Um, I'm also excited for Maxine, which is coming out this year, which is the third in the X-Pearl Maxine trilogy. Yes. You still need to watch Pearl, by the way. Yes, Dad. <laughs> Just... Yes, Daddy. <laughs> yes, Daddy. Um, I I loved Pearl. Okay, I think, I'll, I I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'm, yeah. I've already said why. I'm not jumping to go watch it, but... We'll I'm excited it. for... Um, Screen six that comes out this year. I'm not well, I am, though. I am a little bit skeptical because um why am I I just forget her name. Um the girl that's in all of the screens, she's not in it. The one who has the interesting Why can't I think name. of her Neve? Neve Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, Neve Campbell is not. Where did I get that? I'm so bad with names. I just pulled that out of my ass. I'm usually the name guy. I know. I don't know names. I'm like the girl with the hair. I do cheat though. I usually have it up on the screen. I'm like, oh it's We um, got there together. Uh, we got there together. Um I'm excited for Knock at the Cabin Door. Okay, is, yes. Hopefully. Yes, that's I'm, in my top three for sure. I'm crossing my fingers, and maybe I shouldn't because we shouldn't make our expectations high. It is an M. Night Shyamalan Okay, movie, I will die on that will... hill, though. He, I love M. Night Shyamalan. It's, yes. When he does good stuff, he does good stuff. When he does bad stuff, he does bad stuff. That it, was the most nonsensical sentence It I looks like seen. this is going to be good stuff, though. I hope so. It has great actors in it. And the story sounds super compelling. The, sor- the story sounds like exciting. The story? The story sounds exciting. I, I am, I, I will die on that hill. I am an M. Night Shyamalan fan. Fan for life. F4L. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan fan. Shyamalama. Shyamalama ding dong. Um, There's something wrong with the children. Looks good. Have you seen the trailer for no. that? No. It's, it's got a Zach Guilford, I think is his name. He's the guy who was in... Midnight Mass, the main guy. Oh, yep, yep. Um, it's this weird cabin movie where these kids, like, experience something in the woods that turns them into something. Oh. It looks interesting. Cuckoo oh. looks good. Yes. We haven't seen yes. a trailer for that yet. And it's it has Hunter... Schaefer. Schaefer, yes. Yes. It's very under wraps what it's about. Um, and then the remake of Salem's Lot, I'm excited for Okay. That. I love Salem's Lot. You know what? I have to be honest. I've never seen the original one. Uh... That has Rob Lowe in it. It's vampire stuff, right? It's vampire stuff. Have you ever seen Fright Night? Mm-hmm. It's like Fright Night without the camp. Mm. Fright Night's the one with uh, Colin Firth? Farrell? For Fear Farrell? Which one? I get them confused. Colin Farrell. Oh, is he in that? I'm pretty sure. It's been it. a hot minute since I've seen Fright Night. There, there have been a couple of takes on Ooh. it. Um, but I, I am excited for Salem's Lot, but there's this one scene in particular from the, from like the one that came out like the eighties or whatever. It's the window scene. The window I've scene. Seen the, I've seen that scene. That is what creeps me the most. And I think that's where my fear of, I don't know if this, I'm sure there's a name for it, but I have a fear of looking out the windows at night. Mm. So at night I will never, ever, ever have my blinds open or my curtains open because I don't ever want to like look out the window and just see someone peering in. That's my biggest fear. I don't know why. People I'm really scared because they're the neighbors next door. Like I've seen nothing from them. I've seen them outside a couple times, but recently, 
it's every night after 10 p.m. They have one window that's like across from our kitchen window. Mm-hmm. And we don't have blinds on that window, so there's nothing to close. Right. Um, it's like red. And like, I don't know if the light is red or there's just red, something red in front of the window. But like a pinkish red light comes on every night after 10 and it stays on like All night. the rest of the night, basically. They're doing seances. I don't fucking know, but it's Human freaking sacrifices. me out every night. I that don't is really creepy. It. Yeah, I I will not be looking out a window at night. I'm also really excited about the TV show coming out, I think, next month, or maybe this month, The Last of Us, um, which is the, the zombie TV show based off of the video game yes. with Pedro Pascal. Wait, when does that come out? This month? Either this month or next month. It's coming out soon. I honestly thought it was already out. But... It has a lot of good people, and it has Pedro Pascal. It has Bella Ramsey from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It has... Um, uh, Storm Reed is in it. It even has Melanie Linsky, and she's barely in any of the, the, the like, promo stuff, so my feeling is she's going to die, like, immediately, um, which makes me very sad, because I love Melanie Linsky. It looks really good. The special effects look really awesome. Um, but that's all we have. We've talked for 40 fucking minutes. We like to talk a lot. Uh, that's welcome why to 2023! Woo! <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about Megan. M3GAN. M3GAN. Um, stay tuned after these short messages. Tired of your old, boring toy companions? Wishing you had a bro you could do everything with? Well, now you can. Meet your new best friend. It's GI Bro. G.I. Bro is your bro for life. You'll want to take him everywhere. Take him to the gym for a three-hour workout and have him spot you. Or have him be your wingman at a night out at the club to get chicks. No matter where you are, G.I. Bro has your six. G.I. Bro will pump you up with motivational phrases like, YOLO, boys will be boys, saw dude, and no homo. With G.I. Bro, you'll never have FOMO. Having a bad day? Just press the button on his chest. Suck it up, you little bitch. And forget the rest. And don't forget to turn him on the gaslight setting. That's not what happened. This is all your fault. And you must be forgetting. Get a GI Bro today and be bros for life. GI Bro! Hi. We're back. Welcome back to our podcast. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't know he's in an accent. It's not good. It's a podcast. It's We're going to talk like this the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you seen those TikToks where it's like, go until you cringe? Yes. And there was one where he was like, mm, he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> I hate that so much. I think I just saw one of those today. It was like two girls doing it and they were like dying the whole time. <laughs> Welcome back to our podcast. Today we're talking about um, the international sensation. Your new best out. friend. Our new best friend. Her name is Megan. Megan, oh, no. Megan is. You just start us off, though. <laughs> this is. I'm probably overhyping this. I looked on um, on Letterboxd, which Jordan and I are now like letterbox aficionados we're trying our best jk we're not very good at it yet <laughs> um i just wanted to see like if there were any funny reviews that were like okay. one sentence long yeah and these were a few of the ones that i pulled that Ooh, this made me cool. okay um L- layer username layer says 
Renesmee looks a bit different. The what? Renesmee. Who is that? From Twilight. Oh! <laughs> my God. <laughs> Killed the joke. I'm sorry. Ignore the fact that I'm like pinching my nipple right now. Why are you doing that? The itches. Your nipple itches. Um, this one is from Reese. She lived. She died. She served cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, <laughs> I didn't even write down who put this one, but this is my favorite. The bimbification of child's play. <laughs> That is Megan. Uh, that's in a, a good one. That pretty um, much is, honestly, especially that last one. Mm-hmm. I love it. Do you um, want to do another shot before we get oh, yeah, into that's it? Right. We are I do to have do to that. drive home, but it's okay. I can take a nap here. Yeah, we can. You can chill for a bit. <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap right here. Take a nap. You can sober up and then go home. You know, we do uh, not condone drinking and that is a big shot you just poured me. Oops, it's like overflowing. Um, look at how much you gave you and me. There you go. You know. Um, science pro- proves that <laughs> science proves that you are only supposed to have um, one drink an hour because your liver processes like a certain number of fluid ounces of alcohol. Well, fuck science. Every well, you don't have to drive, bitch. Ready? Okay, I have to, s- just making a to, anti-vaxxer joke there. Fuck science. Mm. That's on par with you. No vaccines. I'm kidding. Please get the vaccine. Get it. It'll save your drink life. Drink responsibly, not like us. Mm. Ooh. As you, it, it's always good, and then when it like hits the back of your throat, it's like, what? Did you say, achoo? <laughs> That's what like you said. I don't know what I was starting to say. Achoo. I... <laughs> No, I had a. I was saying something, and I don't remember. Um, so, what are your initial thoughts about Megan? Hmm. When I first saw Megan, like the trailer, I think, and maybe I'm speaking for everybody. Maybe I'm not. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm speaking for everyone. Where we were all like, really, like okay. That's what I felt too. It's kind. Of, that's like I think we all were like that's definitely going to be lame. Um. It felt very on par with, like, when I saw the trailer, like, The Boy and, like... Yes. Every other Annabelle sequel. Yes. But then when they came out with, like, the scene of her, like, dancing, I was like, okay, maybe... It feels like they're, they know what it is and they know how ridiculous it is. And so we're going to just, like, go with it. Yeah. And then when it came out and we saw how many people were actually, like, totally into it, I was like, okay, I'm down. I'm down. So my... First initial reaction is, I think from the get-go, I was like, I like it. I like it. I'm about it. I feel like it did take a while for Megan to get introduced into the movie. Into the movie. But as soon as she was, I felt, I, I was like all in. I was all in. I, it was such a fun time. It was so fun. I, that's like, and this is why I love horror comedy, because I feel like I always leave the theater feeling like I had such a good time. Like, within those two hours... I was unthinking about anything else. Like I was totally engaged. I was laughing. I was scared. I was crying. Yeah. Like all, all of the emotions. It was just so fun. And I feel like that's why you go to the movies. That's why we love movies because it makes you feel things that you normally don't get to feel. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I initial reaction. I loved it. I feel the same. I just loved how like self-aware it was from the moment started. Like the first scene was like that trailer 
or the the commercial about the new like yeah. toy that they had just invented, and it made me laugh immediately. Yep. And I was just like, this movie is going to be a ride, and it's going to be funny, and it was. Like I laughed so hard in one scene that I was like actually I was crying. <laughs> like it was so funny. Um, and I just really appreciate a horror movie that like knows that it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Like Jordan said, this one did, and it could have been so, so shitty if it had like not leaned into how ridiculous it was. If it had been presented at face value, mm -hmm. it would have like the boy, the yeah. boy is a movie that tries to be serious the whole time. Yeah. This movie like knew that laughs were going to get like more attention and like, <laughs> It also marketed itself, like, really well on social media and, like, yes. was really targeting, like, Gen Zs, especially Gen Zs. Um, yeah. And, like, somehow the queer community, I still don't really understand how we got there. Like, the queer community is very on board with Megan. Like, everyone's like, yes, queen. Like, she's well, our because she's icon. just, like, such, such a bitch. But honestly, she's just so real. Yeah. Right? Because, like, I feel like... She's supposed to be the villain, right? She's there supposed are multiple to be things like, in that movie where I was like, is she the bad guy right now? I literally leaned over to you and I was like, I'm Team Megan at this point because, yeah. like, all of the things and people that she's fucking up right now, like, they kind of deserve it. Like, do I love that she killed a dog? No. Am I glad that she did it off screen? Yes. Yes. Did she, um, was she justified in that whole neighbor dispute? Absolutely. I think the, that neighbor sucks. Yes, yes, she was wronged first, mm -hmm. right? And I will say this, outside of like the last maybe like 15 to 20 minutes of the movie, leading up to her like progress of getting more and more violent, I feel like every single thing that she did as far as like wronging others or like injuring or hurting others, she never initiated it. No, she was literally she was reacting to her, it. Her whole objective until the end when it got a little crazy was to protect uh the child whose name was Katie Katie okay I was like I already forgot her name. I was like oh shit um her whole objective was to protect Katie and everything she did like she caused the death of a child who like I'm not about killing children in real life like no thank you but that child was definitely gonna grow up to be a rapist you know there were a lot of red flags and the short amount of time he was in this movie I think everybody in the theater was like <gasps> Like, this kid's got to go. Like, yeah. not, we're not saying he's got to die, but, like, he's just got to go. Something's he's got to go. Yeah. So, like, there were a lot of things where I was And she like, technically didn't kill him. She did not kill him. She just ripped his ear off and then scared him, and he ran into traffic. And that was his own fault. Exactly. She did not do that. And as far as the dog thing goes, like, the dog attacked her. Mm -hmm. She was going to get uh, a part of the toy that, like, Katie's... Katie's toy went over onto the neighbor's side of the fence, and she, like reached across the fence line to grab it and the dog attacked her so like honestly again and i will say the, probably the most unsettling part of the entire movie to me is when she like lured the dog in and she was like using the oh my voice. gosh yes that freaked me out yes. i was like uh-oh that hey, whole scene what was the dog's name sparky's i don't remember anyway but she just used that voice and it was very unsettling yeah. um i loved that i loved i also want to say like the actress, the little actress who played Katie. Oh, she's so like, good. She deserves her flowers because I don't know if you recognize her from Haunting at Hill House. She is such a good child actress. She like, is. I don't understand how, because for me, like, I watched the whole thing about what movie was that? It was The Impossible. Did you ever watch that? The like mm. movie about the tsunami? Yes, with so, uh, Naomi Watt. And, and also had Tom Holland in it. 
as a child. Naomi Watts, yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, I watched like a behind the scenes thing about how they coached like the younger the younger siblings to like act like because it didn't make any sense to them because they were children. Like, right. How do they act like their family could be dead or their mom could be dead and like all these things because like they've never experienced that. Right. And like I watched how they like broke that down for them and like that made sense. Like they got them to cry like doing other things. But like this movie, like the girl who played Katie, I think she's so like her acting is so honest mm-hmm. and feels so realistic to like a child who's like lost their parents. And maybe I'm overhyping her, but like I just think she's such a good actress and I don't understand where she gets like the motivation from because mm-hmm. she's like fucking nine. And right, she's yeah, so she's good. so young. She really is good, and I feel like her facial expressions are just they're so subtle, but mm-hmm. they are very effective. And like honestly, that is such a complex thing to have to try to write like wrap your mind around yeah. if you've never lost a parent. Yeah. As a especially like at that young of an age, like how would you I don't know how I would act if I lost both uh, of my yeah. parents very It'd suddenly. Yeah, exactly. And like I think as a kid, you could go one of two ways. You could be like totally numb and like like sub subsided or you could be like over the top but i think she did like a kind of nice job of like kind of being in the middle where like we saw her emotion yeah but it was so subtle and it was so internal and I yeah to no. look up her name because like while giving her her flowers oh yeah it was on her profile violet mcgraw she's like, so great she's great i still don't understand how she did the performance that she did it was just so realistic and honest. it really was and like good for her she's literally she was born in fucking 2011 so that literally makes her like 11 years old <laughs> that's crazy that's nuts she's so talented good for yeah. her yeah um also like allison allison williams did a great job mm-hmm. like as the main character um i also really loved the the like megan actresses there were two yes there was a there was a person who played her body and then a person who played her voice i went to a deep dive on this last night oh dang it you're gonna know some of my trivia answers then okay i won't spoil it then bonus episode yeah go check out our next episode um when it comes out because we're gonna have some fun trivia on there and i'm also gonna go into a deep dive on like doll horror movies Mm -hmm. um just in general and we're gonna have some like fun trivia that you may or may not know so Anyway, go check it out. Are there any things you didn't like about Megan? I'm trying to think. I One thing that I particularly didn't like was that it was PG-13. Yeah, but you know what? Normally when I see a horror movie is 20... Or 2013, hello. Um, is PG-13. <laughs> Normally when I see that a horror movie is PG-13, I do not go and watch it because I'm like, it's going to be lame. There's not going to be as much gore, violence. Like, it's going to be... Which like there wasn't, but it still... Right, because it wasn't about that, you know? Because And I, I again, it goes back to our point where, like, you're leaning more into, like, the comedy part of it. And comedy doesn't have to, like, it's kind of like going to a stand... Okay, this is a, my, this might be a really <laughs> bad analogy. But if you go to, like, a stand-up comedian's show, like a stand-up comedy show, and they're just, like, cussing a lot, and they're doing a lot of, like, fart jokes, or, like, making fun of women, like, just, you know what I mean? Like, reaching for the low-hanging fruit that no one finds funny anymore. Yeah. I feel like it's not, it's not, you right? Like, I think for the majority of us, we want, like, highbrow humor, we want something witty, we want something creative, and I think if you do it right, and you have, like, a good writing team, and you have, you just, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. have, like, a bunch of really brilliant brains come together. Yeah. You can make something that is so good and so entertaining without having to pull out a lot of these like we don't need all the blood we don't need all the violence 
what we want is we want like really good content. And I feel like that's what they gave us. And so the fact that it was PG 13 really surprised me. And I love that it really like didn't have really any kind of effect. We got an F word in there. Yeah. We didn't get a fuck. Has that changed? I, I thought you could, maybe it's one F word. Three. Oh, you can get three. Before it gets rated our rating. Okay. Um, I don't know why this reminds me of, but you said like stand-up comedy. I just recently saw a stand-up show in Austin that I went to, I organized a trip to go see this with like all of the queer people at my church. Mm-hmm. Only a few people showed up, but it was like a trans couple showed up to to come with us. And the last comedian who went, like he made these horrible jokes about trans people. Like his whole set was like all terrible, like yeah. woman humor. And then his last jokes brought trans people. And I was like, this is so fucking tired. And like, why... Like, in 2022, I was at the time 2022, I was like, why would you do that? Right, if you have to make a joke about people's sexuality, or... Like anytime them, you're punching down, like, then punching you're not down funny. on minorities, you're or punching funny. down on women, or punching down on, like, queer people, or trans yeah. people, I'm like, your humor automatically sucks to me. Yeah, Sorry. you're not funny. Um, but I will say the one thing, and this is kind of a... I'm giving this away as one of my trivia things, because it was... It's very relevant. Um... Did you know that the film was originally shot as a rated R movie? No. I read this. and It was a rated R movie until the producers noticed while editing that it was close enough to PG-13. Okay. So they reshot certain scenes to tame down the violence and believe that it became more effective than actually seeing the violence on screen. And I have to say, I wholeheartedly disagree with them doing that. Okay. They, I read a lot of stuff about how they were really trying to market towards kids, like younger, like teens. Because Megan is very, like, Gen Z icon. Like, that's how they marketed her on social media. And I just have to say, I don't think that was the right move. Like, maybe it was in terms of marketing. Mm -hmm. But, like, in terms of making an effective horror movie, I think they did still make one. But I feel like the only thing that would have served it better was having it be more, like, gory gory and over the top. Because, like, if this had leaned into how... It, how like wild it was on top of how like ridiculous it was mm-hmm. it would have been almost a perfect movie can you imagine like, having the too. level of gore that we got in terrifier 2 mixed with, with this, the comedy it that would have been got. fucking wild <laughs> it would have been fucking insane it would have been perfect yeah i mean i can definitely see your point i don't think for me it necessarily added or took away no but it didn't, it didn't make too much of a difference and i will say as a marketing person i understand why they made that decision because like the like preteen teen market is like huge yeah and like i understand wanting to market a movie towards them and like there are so many i feel like that do that nowadays like that young adult like market but i honestly think that one (laughs) this is maybe ridiculous to say but like i feel like that generation has been through so much shit with like covid and stuff and like Give them an intense horror movie. I feel like they can handle it, honestly, at this point. Honestly, at this point. And we were talking about this before the movie, too, because we were watching the Evil Dead Rise trailer. Mm -hmm. Is it Rise or Rises? I think it's just Evil Dead Rise. Okay. We were watching the trailer, and I leaned over to you, and I was like, can you imagine if we were, like, 11, 12 years old, and we saw that trailer, like, the, the impact that it would have on my brain? Yeah. It would have fucked me up. It would have fucked me up because, like, back then we got, like, and maybe this is, like, before your time. I know I'm only, like, a year or two older than you. But, like, <laughs> what lies beneath well, the got, like, others, the grudge, the, grudge, and the, the ring. ring. Yeah, those movies. So, again, those are 
creepy thriller, like eerie kind of movies, but like this is like I'm the devil and I'm gonna eat your soul. Like I don't yeah. know. Like I feel like the not all of them. I'm talking specifically about Evil Dead, but. Yeah. I feel like that that movie just like even the trailer had such like a horrifying payoff to it that I was like, if my preteen brain had seen that, I would have been like really terrified. Oh yeah, and I would have definitely gone to see it and would have been so scared if my oh, parents had let me yeah. go to see it, which they probably wouldn't have. Even when I went to go see The Strangers in that theaters, I could not sleep for weeks. Mm-hmm. I was terrified and well, those movies are always scarier too. Anything that's about like home invasions or murder, I'm like, yeah, yeah that's automatically scarier yeah. to me. Um, but yeah, like, I think that this generation is built with stronger stuff than we were, though, because they've been through so much. They've been through a lot. Go check on your Gen Z friends. (laughs) They're not okay. I mean, granted, millennials have now been through a lot because we, like, were children during 9-11 and then, like, the housing market crash and then COVID and, like, all of this shit. Snowpocalypse. (laughs) Austin, check on your Texas millennials because we're also going through it, (laughs) too. We're struggling. Um... Yeah. Are but, you a millennial? Yeah, we're both millennials. Did you what? think I was a Gen Z? I don't know. <gasps> no, I don't. Okay, but my okay, what what is the the cutoff? Because I feel like my sister who was born in ninety six. The cutoff is like ninety five, ninety six, I'm pretty sure. Okay, because she's like she's right on cusp. the cusp of like millennial. I feel like she leans more Gen Z with yeah. like certain things. But as far as, like, nostalgia and, like, her upbringing, because she had an older sister. I I'm feel pretty like she close. I was a 93 baby, so uh, I'm close. I'm okay, like we're only a year apart. Why yeah. do I feel like you're so much younger than me? I just I feel like I'm more mature. I'm 93, baby. <laughs> wow. I'm Call kidding. out. I'm definitely not I've mature. been hanging out with a group of, like, Gen Zs lately, and mm-hmm. they've turned me into a Gen Z in a lot of ways. Like, they're very much, like, now every time anything happens, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in my, like... My, what was it that just happened to me? Like, right now, I'm in my, like, Megan era right now. Like, everything's in an era that's, like, very Gen Z. And, like, they love to say, like, not me loving Megan, like, stuff like that. I don't know they why. Definitely, like, I don't know why they say that shit, but. Not me. I'm probably, I probably sound 800 years old if you're a Gen Z listening <laughs> to this, but that's what I've learned. I feel really old because I'll see, like, certain things on TikTok that's, like, uh, millennial parents asking their kids. You know, do you know what, do you know what dial up is or what is a rotary phone or what's a floppy disk? And I'm like, I know all of those. But then I see like Gen Z post certain things. I'm like, I can also relate to that. I saw a Gen Z post that was like, oh my God, this old band that I love that came out like 10 or so years or like uh, not 10 or so, but they said like this old band from like way back in the day, my parents era, it's called like, um, it's like Harry Styles' original band. It's called One Direction. I'm and I done. Was like, I'm done. I'm done. Even that is like so Gen Z to me because we grew up with like Green Day, Good mm-hmm. Charlotte, maybe like at a little bit older, like Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco. Like yeah. One Direction is like, oh, if you listen to like One Direction, Hannah Montana, <laughs> Justin Bieber, to me, I'm like, you're a child. Yeah. Yeah. That's so childish to me. You're a child. Like, I'm, like, the era of, like, I'm, granted, I grew up only being allowed to listen to Christian music, but when I was allowed to listen to stuff, I was, like, very much the Fall Out Boy, like, yep. Panic at the Disco era. Blink-182. Yes. Um, speaking of Christian music, um, I know we talked about, like, Reliant K. I love Reliant K. And Hawk Nelson. I love Hawk Nelson! Okay, but do you remember Stellar Cart? Oh, my God! <laughs> 
I haven't thought of them in years. <laughs> Fucking stellar card. Okay, I went like a hole down like a big like rabbit hole the other day because I was like Hawk Nelson's number 10 fan. Oh like I God. was like not the number one fan, but I definitely like went to I love concerts. that we didn't know. I truly didn't know this about you. Like, yeah. like, like in college, I didn't know that we both were like yeah. the same shit I went right to now. like a, a private Catholic school and my very first concert ever was a Hawk Nelson concert in Midland, Texas. My favorite. At my Rock first, the Desert concert. My first concert before they got big was Skillet. Oh, I know them, but I've never been there. They're very Trumpy now, which is very unfortunate, but um, unfortunately. There was, okay, so I was like really into Hawk Nelson. And maybe like a month ago, I I, like put on their playlist because like, I'm going to like go down memory lane. And there was one song, um, Letters to the President. Do you remember this? Yes. It was the name of their album too. There was a line in there that I never even like, it went right over my head until I re-listened to it a month ago and it was like it was like same sex marriage in a state where they don't care <laughs> and I was like oh god do I have to cancel Hawk <laughs> and it made me think of you because I know you like you listen to them too yeah. and so I was like oh it made me think of you but there, there were like multiple, certain things there were multiple like, bands that I thought about lyrics where they had stuff about gay people that are like so derogatory and I'm like wow I can't believe I grew up with this and like no wonder it took me so long to be like but I didn't Oops, grow up. I didn't grow up, or and I'm not. I'm I'm not gay. So like to me, I'm like I don't know what that means. It's just, like I was just so naive, and so now when I'm like listening to some of the lyrics, now I'm like oh no. And but I, I'd be curious to like listen or hear like wh- where their stands on that falls now. I'm sure they're in a different place. I don't know about Hog Nelson, but I know Reliant K. Like I saw them here in Austin, and they toured with a band that I really love called Similar. It's a singer, and she's a open lesbian mm-hmm. and like they very openly were like really affirm like this lifestyle yeah. so i loved that about i do them. love that too um skillet has gone the way of the dodo they're very trumpy <laughs> unfortunately like they were one of my favorites i really loved a band called emory did you ever listen to no. emory? emory has gotten more like mainstream now so okay. they're not as like christiany and gross um your i e-m-e-r-y why but i, I went them. quirky with the i i don't know why but Emery. But yeah, I, I, there was a band, I don't even remember what it was called recently, that I listened to a song and like there was a lyric that was like so overtly like homophobic that was like about keeping your children away from gay people. And I was like, oh my God. They'll take your souls. Oh my God. That's so, that's so silly. How did we get here? I don't even remember how we I don't know. We've had point. a couple shots, so. It's the alcohol talking <laughs> at this point. Well, we just said like Megan's like this like icon in the LBGTQ plus community. And that was close. LBGTQ, <laughs> LGBTQ. It's the alcohol talking <laughs> at this point. LGBTQ. Q plus, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, you okay. Is that what I said? My mom you said the LBGTQ in the first time. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, my mom said this a couple of times. Sorry, mom, I'm, I'm calling you out, but she's like the LBDTQ. <laughs> like, what is that? I love when people like organization kind of throw it away. That's great. But honestly, like the bi should be before the gays because we kind of suck as a community mm. or as a no as a subset. The gay I think men. people in general suck. That's true. Just in general. That's true. Back to Megan. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yes, Megan. Wait, what else do we have to say about Megan? Um, I love... Uh, oh my god, what's his fucking name? I followed him on Instagram for years. He was like a side character in the movie. Um, I gotta look at him because I... The cop? The assistant? No, the assistant guy. Oh. His name is Brian Jordan Alvarez. Okay, so, okay, this is... Okay, you asked me 
was it for this movie if I had anything mm-hmm. I didn't like? That is one of like the couple of plot holes that I wish we got more of a resolution to because it was clear he was trying to like upload data. For, so it's essentially Megan was created by a toy creator. She's like an engineer um, for this like company and she like came up with this program basically Megan's mind and he built this whole like robot and this just like her passion so anyway she works for this company and her boss is a total asshole which I love I loved I don't know who he is I've never seen him in any movies I saw him in something recently he was funny I thought his delivery was great I thought he played like the perfect asshole but like he also was like obviously a, a huge nerd and I liked that. But his assistant was like, at first, like the first half of the movie, you're like, oh, he's so nice and like innocent and just like so sweet. And then you see him kind of like in this one side scene, him like trying to download information and steal it, right? Yeah. What I saw him in was he was in Godzilla versus Kong and he was also in oh, the CEO was in that and Crazy Rich Asians he was also in. Okay. Which I love that movie. Okay. I actually only watched like five minutes of it. So. Oh sorry. I was talking about not the assistant, but which I love that he was like this complex. But I wish that we had more resolution to it. Like I wish he either like got caught doing it well, or I think like the only reason we had that was for Megan later on to be like a motive she to was kill in him. the the like server, so she knew he had been stealing files and she was like coming up with a justification to make him look like the right right um i wasn't even talking about the assistant i was talking about her as the main character her assistant oh the gay gay guy who was down in the basement helping them make the robot was he gay i mean he is real life i don't know if his character oh i was like his name is brian jordan alvarez okay he is from this mini series on youtube that i love called the gay and wondrous life of caleb gallo um it's very like it's very niche for the gays, I feel like. I feel like a lot of other people haven't seen it, but it's very mm. funny. I really enjoy it. I um, recognize him, but I've never seen that, so I'm just wondering where else I've seen him. He's big on TikTok and stuff. He has a couple of funny characters on TikTok that I really love. I'm big on TikTok, too. You're so big on TikTok. I have a, I have a video that has, like, six million views. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm trying really hard. TikTok is an anomaly, like, not an anomaly, an, an enigma to me. Like, I'm not, I've not fully figured out how to be successful in there because i've noticed even with the successful people like there's a video that does really well and the next one does really not well it's you have to do well every time that's so hard no one's perfect nobody's perfect i I gotta work it again and again until i get it right nobody's perfect some of us have three chins me too my goal this year is to lose 20 pounds i've worked out three times this year my goal this year is to lose 50 pounds Really? I don't feel like you have 50 pounds to lose. I have, like, I could lose 100 pounds if I wanted to. Really? I am a dense motherfucker. Mm. I don't (laughs) see it. Well, thank you. That makes me feel better about my weight. I don't see it. But I have 100. I could lose 100 pounds. If I lost 100 pounds, I'd be 150 pounds. No, that's too skinny. No, I'm only 5'8". That's too skinny. I'm a fat motherfucker, you guys. Um, What else do we have to say about Megan? Oh, my God. Megan, um, okay, this is what I will say. This is not necessarily about the movie, and maybe you don't want me to say this. But for their press tour, though, you know, they had all the little Megans come out and they did the, did the dance. Do you know how infuriating that is as a former choreographer? You hated that? I hated it. Not the fact that they did it, but they I did think it poorly. They, they were all off. <laughs> They were not in sync. 
you could tell like there was no like synchronicity and to me if she is a robot there would be sick sick synchronicity synchronicity i also didn't expect them to have that as a plot point like because there was the scene before like megan is launched where they show like how she's like a phenomenon yeah they showed people like in the movie dressing up as megan and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and i was like wow i thought that was just in the real world that we were doing that i didn't realize that would also be in the world of the movie Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, like, dressed up like Megan and, like, fanaticizing her like that. That's what we'll go for Halloween this year is Megan. Oh, my God, Megan. Because by the time October gets here, that fat will have worn off. I thought about going as Steve from Blue's Clues for for Halloween this year and then painting Betty blue. Is that ethical to dye dye a dog? They have, like, dog-friendly dyes. Yeah. Um, The other thing I didn't really, like, necessarily love is I feel like the sister in the movie showed, like, zero... I was emotion gonna say that with she, her when sister her sister died. died, she was like, "Okay." She was like in the she was like looking into the operating room when they were like working on Katie after the crash, and she was just like, "Yeah, okay." Which was very out. weird to me because that actress, like Allison Williams, is like, "What else has she been in?" A, she was in. She was in a lot. She but was I in Get Out. She was the oh, main yeah, girl yeah, in Get yeah, Out. Yeah, yeah. I feel like for whatever reason, she was mot- she was told not to be very emotional. No, and I don't blame her. I do think a lot of it was, like, the director's choice, but, yeah, I just thought it was weird that she, she never really, like, we never really talked about how, like, the death of her sister and brother-in-law affected her, and she was just kind of portrayed as, like, this woman that's, like, so involved in her work and committed to her career that she doesn't really have time to, like, take care of her niece now, that she's, like, the sole guardian, and I'm just kind of, like, it was it was just weird because like the movie at the very beginning we probably figured this out in like, the first fifteen minutes like she was appointed the you know like sole guardianship of her niece if anything were to happen with her parents which it did but like if she was so involved in or like focused on her career why didn't she say like yeah like maybe I'm not the best guardian for her at this time at this point in my life so I will allow her to go live with yeah the only the thing she said was like. The husband's parents were weird, and that was it. And I was like, "Girl, you clearly don't want to be in this situation." Yeah, it w- it was so odd. And it like, Katie was also like being homeschooled at the time. It, I don't know. It was just, I feel like, and, and was it that important to the storyline? No, but I kind of was like, I had a lot. I personally, I guess had a lot you of had to have that for her to stay with Katie, or with Katie to stay with her, Gemma. That was her name, Gemma. Um, in order for her to, um create Megan for her and we needed it for the plot but I don't understand why we didn't make her a more capable guardian in some ways and why we didn't make her maybe not even a capable guardian but just like making her at least like a single tear very obviously like distraught over the death of her sister and like wanting to do right by Katie but like not knowing how because she's a single woman who like doesn't know how to be a mom. Right. I feel like we could have had the same story with that if she just was more emotional and more invested. Yeah, I feel like I would have been able to re- like I feel like I would have been rooting for her a little bit more. I felt yeah. like the way they wrote her character was just very cold mm-hmm. for a lot of the movie and I wasn't like I didn't feel myself like I was rooting for Katie and honestly I was rooting for Megan than I was <laughs> rooting for her because I felt like we just needed a little bit more emotion to like be able to relate as yeah. an audience. But I agree. I 100% agree with that. Um, yeah. That was one of the weird plot things that I was like, I never fucking understood. Also, she was like, while I think that the neighbor was like in the wrong with the dog and like being a bitch, 
Yeah. She was also pretty awful to the neighbor. She was like, put that fucking dog down. And like, she yeah. was like terrible to her. Yeah. The whole neighbor situation was weird. What did they, okay. So like in the, in the death scene of the neighbor, what is it that she sprayed on her? The chemicals that the neighbor was spraying in her yard. I, her couldn't that kill on, you? I guess so. It would like not do good. It would probably like it would not do skin. good things. It would not do good. <laughs> um, it it looked like because we didn't okay. see it because I didn't show it that it like was like acidic Almost and like, like, like acid. there was, ate her skin or something. I don't feel like they should make that available to the public then if that's <laughs> like a possibility. I mean, whatever it is in like fucking Breaking Bad they put people in a tub with is technically available to the public. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, and they, like, eat corrode bodies or whatever. There are chemicals out there that can do a lot of shit. I mean, it's also possible that they originally had her death going one way and, like, reshot it yeah. to be more PG-13. Yeah. I think they just wanted to tie it back to the beginning scene where the girl was, the Gemma was like, can you keep your chemicals off my lawn? And she was mm. like, sorry, do you want to borrow it? That thing. Yeah. I still yeah, because yeah, the, the neighbor was, like, actually kind of nice, like, in the first scene we saw her in, and then she was a bitch. Yeah. When we saw her the second time. I have to say, I do feel bad for the dog because technically Megan did reach onto the property. Megan is a fucking toy. So the dog was like, oh, I'm going to like play with this toy yeah. now. And then the little girl reached on the property and the dog was like, ah. I'm going to defend my property now. Right. So right. I understand why the dog did what he did. And I am sad. I do not think we ever need dog deaths in movies. I think we should just get rid of I am so sick. Thank you for saying that. Entirely. I am so sick and tired of horror movies it's almost like it's, it's it's an obligation at this point like if you have a dog in a horror movie i have if you okay this is homework for my audience if you know of a horror movie where there is a dog in it and it does not die let us know because i don't think i've ever seen a horror movie where the dog does not die i feel like there's one. Ooh, i know what it is what is it um it's that movie why can't i fucking think of what it's called fuck it's the one about the gators in louisiana Crawl? Crawl. That dog lives. Never gets hurt Okay, once. besides Crawl. Crawl, that dog makes it on the roof and gets rescued. The whole movie, I was like, that dog's gonna fucking die. Because we've been trained to expect every dog we see in a horror movie to fucking get mauled. Ooh, what if we have a horror movie? What if someone makes a horror movie about a dog? Like, the dog is the main character. Mm. Might be kind of boring. Like but... Joe. Well, no, the dog is the protagonist. Oh, like not the villain. Because mm. Cujo, I, he dies, right? I don't know, actually. I don't remember how it ended. We used to, okay, speaking of which, we, when I had our, when I was, when we were kids, <laughs> when we were kids, we had my very first dog. Her name was Zoe. I was probably in like, I was like in sixth grade when we got her. R.I.P. I was gonna say she lived a long time. She was I like 15, 15 and a half. Yeah, she was a good dog. Uh, you did meet Zoe. Oh, I went to your house one time, once. Oh, you need to come During back. College. We'll do a Waco trip soon. I'd love to. That'd be so Let's much fun. It. Have you? When have you gone recently? I went one time to a concert at Common Grounds with Ruby and our friend Carissa. It and is. We liked it some things. So different. I know. I don't. I have to pull. Of, Went to that food hall that's there oh, now, Union and I was hall? like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I have to pull up ways now when I go into Waco because there's, like, so many new roads now. I'm like, I don't even know how to get home. Oh my God. There's, like, access roads and shit. Anyway, so we used to play Cujo where my sister, she would hold Zoe back, and I would run, and I would go hide in one of the rooms, and then Cameron would, like, count to ten and then let Zoe go. 
we called this Cujo. That sounds so fun. <laughs> and then Zoe would come and like find it. It was like hide and seek with our dog, but we called it Cujo. That's so much fun. <laughs> it was really fun. That's like one of my like core memories. I love that. Yeah. I fucking love that. My dogs would never have been well behaved enough to play that game with me. <laughs> They'd like go lay down somewhere. It was so much fun. Oh we God. love it. I love dogs. But yeah, Megan was, I think it was a really successful movie because yes. like we said multiple times, it leaned into how ridiculous it was. Um, I think the performances were good. I think it had some really good like jokes and things in it. Like the CEO being in that one ad, he's like, Megan's appealing to everyone, even if your parents aren't dead. Like yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. There was just so much funny stuff. The writing was great. I saw one of those reviews on Letterboxd that was like, Elon's probably like losing a shit right now because they wrote a movie about a doll that's where they added in that it was slightly cheaper than a Tesla. <laughs> slightly. On the model. Slightly. Um, and someone also said like, Gemma is what Elon Musk aspires to be. <laughs> well, that was really funny. But yeah, I loved it. I think that it's not going to be for everyone. Like a lot of people don't love movies that lean into how ridiculous they are. Right. I've definitely seen very mixed reviews. I've seen really good, mostly gay people and women are like, we love this movie. Megan's an icon. And then like the men see the straight men see it and are like, what? So if you're a straight male, you probably won't like it. Yeah. (laughs) Or if you don't, AKA, if you don't like to have fun watching a movie, you probably won't like it. If you're like a really like meticulous film critic who wants everything to be serious, like you're not going to have a good time because this movie is, this movie like basks in the glory of how ridiculous it is. And I think that's the only thing that makes it successful. Like props to that director or not to, to the director and the writer, the whole team. Honestly. The yeah. I um, think you have to, especially, especially nowadays because the world in general is just so ridiculous. Honestly. I wrote down so- the writer's name, Akila Cooper. She's like, I think she's an icon for making this movie because I think we have not had a movie that's been successful in like being as overtly ridiculous as this one. Like there are movies that are ridiculous because they, while trying to be serious, mm-hmm. that become cold classics later. But I think this one is like solidified itself as an immediate classic because it's so fun and it knows right. it is. Right. And to your point, like the opening scene, it sets the tone. Like, mm-hmm. Like, it basically is, like, this movie is going to be... Bonkers. What is it? A farce? Yeah. Essentially. And feel free to laugh. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to scream. It's okay to, like, feel whatever you want to feel. Like, it's not forcing you to think or feel any any kind of way except for what you think or feel. So, I I personally would rate it an 8 out of 10. Yeah. I'd say it's up there. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, please watch it if you haven't yet. Um, We've ruined the whole plot for you. Well, not really. (laughs) We didn't talk much about plot, but, you know, I think it had some great... It has so many good things going for it. Um, Please go enjoy Megan in theaters while you can. Oh, quick uh, question for you. What does Megan stand for? It's one of my trivia questions. Oh, shit. Well, I don't know it either. (laughs) So we'll wait until um, our bonus episode that you'll be come check on our next episode yeah because we're gonna have some fun trivia like that we're gonna talk about uh some like behind the scenes type of stuff i don't know i'm putting words in your mouth (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna talk about just like horror dolls and the history of the filmmaking and you definitely want to come check it out because you can test your own knowledge to see how much you know and learn some new things and why wouldn't you and also why wouldn't you want to listen to us continue to talk your head off so 
it's yeah. just kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us. And come back and also rate, review, and subscribe. And the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity. And what do we say to people? Don't, Don't drink, drink a podcast. podcast. Bye-bye.